Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. Yes, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spees in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself, back at you with another episode, episode 46. And I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for making the What Is Life podcast a part of your daily routine, your evening routine. However, whenever, wherever you choose to listen to this episode at, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because without you, this episode would not exist. Without you, this podcast would not exist. We're growing in consciousness. We're growing in awareness. We're getting deep. And we're also flying high. So thank you. I love you. And of course, Pal Pullen's in attendance. You know, he said he can't miss a show. I mean, he's missed a couple, but he said he can't keep missing. So without further ado, let's get into it. What are we talking about today? You know, what's always intrigued me is how we are so fascinated by death. I mean, as a human collective, we are fascinated by death. It's so mysterious to us because we don't know what happens on that other side. We don't know what death is going to bring. And it's interesting that we don't know that because if we study what happens when we put the human body back into the earth, we see that it brings new life, literally. Your body starts to decay. And provide nutrients into the earth, provide, provides food for the earth and its other inhabitants. But for some of us, we're afraid of death. We're afraid to die. We want to cling on to this life so hard. We want to cling on and not let go. When to be honest, death is the ultimate experience. Because it's birthing us into something totally new. However, for some reason, death is not embraced. In some cultures it is, but in the United States of America, it's looked at as a time of grievance. 
as a time of suffering. A time of great discomfort. And yet, ultimately, it's truly a time of remembrance. Because all we're left with at the end of the day is just the memories that that person, place, or thing gave us. Whether it's food to eat, words to live by, a place to stay, a brief conversation, some sort of inspiration that they played in your life. You would remember that. Now you can't, you cannot have life without death. This is probably why, as a collective, we're so fascinated by death. Like, for instance, some of us love to watch these nature documentaries, these nature shows, right? We love to see how beautiful the landscape is, the environment is. We love to see the animals in their natural habitats just doing their thing. Building relationships with each other, raising their kids. All that. Playing in the water, all that. But they always show when it's time to hunt. When a lion has to eat, when a hyena has to eat. We see the gazelles running for their lives. It's nature. It's like as primal as it gets right there. But we're fascinated by it. The death aspect of it makes us thankful for the life that we're living now. Because shit can get animalistic. Some of the environments that we grew up in were animalistic. It was really fight or flight type of environments for us. When we go to the movies, when we turn on TV shows, watch TV, like for instance, I love the show Power. I love that show. Shout out to 50 Cent, Uncle Fifth. But there's so much death in that show, so much violence in that show. It's like, ah, damn. But I love it, though. It's a great show. Let's look at Breaking Bad. A lot of death in that show. But I love it. It's a great show. The Sopranos, The Wire. I could go on and on. Look at our look at America's fascination with gangsters. Jimmy Hoffa, Al Capone, Frank Lucas. 
the five families. It's just, it's amazing when you think about it. Our obsession with death. Look at all the, look at all the, look at all the horror films that come out around October, around late September. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. And yet, what we see in these shows is people living. They are living. They're getting how they live. Might not be the most positive way, but they're getting it how they live. Meaning, if you're somebody who hates their life, like if you hate your life, if you hate waking up and going through your daily routine, whatever you're doing in your life, that honestly means that you're you're not living. Because if you hate your life, you're probably wishing that you were dead. You're probably wishing that you could just escape, go away. Just experiencing a lot of depressing thoughts. Because either we're not progressing as fast as we want to, or we're placing the blame on everyone else and everything around us because we're not in the position that we feel or think that we should be in. When in reality, we haven't been living the right way to get to where we need to get to. That is aligned with our purpose, with our mission, with our calling in life. And we all wish we were dead sometimes. You know, the pressure can be overwhelming sometimes. I think that's a part of life. I think that's why we have highs and lows in life. And I feel like once we experience those emotions, especially those low ones, if we make it through and ride that wave back up, we will be able to gain a lot of wisdom out of those low vibrational situations. Those low vibrational thoughts that we experience sometimes. The body gets tired, the brain gets tired, the heart gets tired. We get fatigued. I get that. But me personally, I want to die. But the only way that I can do that is if I actually live. Like I have to live. I have to live my life. I have to live my purpose every day. I have to make sure my life is fulfilled before I'm ready to shed this human flesh. We all have a mission in life. We all have a calling in life. I can't tell you what it is because I'm not you.
but you won't be going anywhere until you are able to complete your mission or die trying. Because the only way to die is to live. Think about how much we want to accomplish in this life. Think about everything that we really want to do. Who says you can't do it? Who's really stopping you? Because the fear of death stops us from doing a lot of things. It stops us from experiencing a lot of things. And we can experience death without necessarily dying, per se. Like the end of a relationship. When you feel like your heart is broken. You feel like that because you're experiencing an emotional death. Those ties you once felt before are cut off completely. For the time being, at least, until you can get readjusted and restore your heart back to close to its default settings. Because the heart does have a lot of love, but it also contains a lot of hate as well. That's why they say the heart is wicked. So you must balance what you love. And really love what you love unconditionally. Because the fact that you are able to experience that love with someone, something, or some place, that's all that matters. We got to be thankful for this shit. We got to be thankful for this life that we're living. Because we don't know who is going to be taken away from us when, how it's going to happen. We can only control what we can control. That's all we can do. So a lot of the worries and fears that we have are usually tied to emotional deaths. Whose feelings am I going to hurt if I do this? Whose feelings am I going to uplift when I do this? Those are some of the thoughts that we have when we are making decisions. But when we make those decisions, when we have those thoughts, is it important to incorporate how we feel, how it sits with us, how our soul feels about it? If we can even muster the spirit 
to get the jobs done that need to be done? Because let's be honest, let's be honest. Nobody really gives a fuck about how we feel. Nobody really cares. People want to experience growth. People want to experience progression. So if you're not providing those two things, if you're not being of service, then nobody gives a fuck how you feel. And that's just the honest truth. Now, some people might care for a little bit. But if you're not willing to change your situation, if you're not willing to help yourself get out of whatever situation you're in, then people aren't going to want to be bothered with you. And that's something for some of us, that is something that is hard to grasp. Then people will start to say that, oh, you switched up or you'll, you'll try to discredit somebody by saying that they switched up on you or that they weren't down for you. When that's totally not the case. It's just people are going through their own battles. People are going, trying to hunt down and chase their own dreams. People are trying to stick to their own script trying to bring their vision into fruition and you can't knock them for that at all. You can't at all. You can't say that person's, you can't say that person's selfish for doing that. If they want to help you along the way while they're helping themselves and that's great. That says a lot about their character, but they're not, they're not obligated to do anything for you. Nobody is. We're only obligated, truly, honestly, to ourselves. Because this is God's world. By serving our purpose, we're serving God. And we're God ourselves. So if we're not living our true purpose, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're not even living right. And then... This leads to us wanting to escape our emotions, escape how we feel. Because when we're not living in alignment to our visions, to our dreams, to what we need to be focusing on, then we're just lost. Lost because we don't know how to feel. See, In the United States of America, this country is built for you to be desensitized to how you feel, to be desensitized to your emotions. That's why on television, it's filled with so much violence. It wants you to, this country wants you to be in a state of fear. This country wants you to be a zombie, essentially. 
It wants you to be a prisoner of the state. It wants you to die a slow death. So they feed you this American dream that is not really the American dream, but it is the American dream. Everybody wants someone working for them. I mean, look at how this country was built, built off slavery, right? Europeans came over, killed off the indigenous here, the Native Americans, brought over Africans to work for them. First, they were slaves. Then they became indentured servants. And so on and so forth. This isn't a history class. <laughs> but even fast forward to now. The 45th president of the United States of America. Donald J. Trump. He don't give a fuck about no Black Lives Matter movement. That man wants the NBA, the NFL, and everybody to respect the flag. He don't care about how they feel towards the flag. And the difference is between Trump's narrative of the flag versus a LeBron James narrative of the flag is that he still respects the flag, but he still wants his feelings looked out for. He wants to know that he matters. He wants to know that his life matters. He wants to know that his kid's life matters. He wants to know that the people in his community that look just like him matter. That's the only difference. So until the likes of a LeBron James or a Colin Kaepernick feels like their life matters and the people around them's lives matters that look like them, then maybe they'll stop kneeling. It's really that simple. <laughs> but some things can be so simple that it's complicated. We take matters and complicate them even more. So that should tell you a lot about this life that we're living. It's simple. If you want to die, you have to live. And you can't let nobody stop you from living your life. Because the people who want to be in your life will be in your life. They may not be fucking with you how you want them to fuck with you, but they'll come around. They'll come around. 
They'll see that you want something. They'll see that you're passionate about it. They'll see that you're ambitious and they then they'll want to help. But until then, you just can't. <laughs> you just can't sit around and dwell on all the bad experiences on why you're not progressing. When you're in the driver's seat, you're the one that's in control. You're the one that's calling all the shots. God's not calling the shots. You're calling the shots. He's just painting the canvas for you to show you how you're feeling, show you what you're seeing. So create with the creator. Paint a pretty picture for yourself and go live in that shit. Give the world something to remember you by. What kind of changes do you want to see in this world? What are you willing to kill off and let die in your life right now in order for you to get to where you need to get to, to get to where you want to get to, to be in a place to really provide how you need and want to provide. Because it's going to take killing off old habits. You got to let old habits die. You have to let some relationships die. You have to bring in new life. When emotional deaths happen, we must remember what emotion is. All emotion is, is energy in motion. And energy cannot be destroyed. So when that energy comes back around that has ascended or descended, you'll know how to work with it. You'll appreciate it because you will have experienced that energy before. But even in this new time that energy does come back, if it ever does come back, you'll be able to build with it, create with it. And you'll see that this life really has patterns. Find your space, own your space, embrace your space, and create the life that you want to live. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't be in survival mode where you're just dying to live. 
live to die. I know you love sleep because it's an escape. It's the closest thing to death. But when you sleep too much, you miss out on so many great experiences. Live your life. And honestly, who's to say that we're not already dead right now? Who's to say that we're just not replaying memories from another lifetime? Because if stars are dead, but we can still see their light, then what does that say about us? That's all the time that we have here for the What Is Life podcast. As always, man, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spees. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. This episode was fun, man. Shout out to you. Because without you, this episode would not have even been made. Episode 46 is in the book. Stay tuned for episode 47. If you made it this far, if you made it to the end, you're a special soul, you're a special light. And thank you for being a visionary. Come join the conversation at www.spookyvisions.com. Head over to the blog section and let me know how you feel about death. Should it be embraced more? Because I feel like we should embrace life more. We should embrace the people in our lives that we have right now while they're here and when they finally do leave us we should just throw a huge celebration for them like when Biggie died when Biggie died they were partying in the streets of Brooklyn that was a celebration let's celebrate the life that we're living